My name is Dulce Valencia, and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music, to the cast, to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, the podcast all about telenovelas. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host. And in this week's episode, I am so excited because we get to start a new telenovela. So a little bit of background. Originally, as I mentioned in last week's episode, Kim and I were going to be rewatching or not rewatching. We were going to be watching Mi Corazón es Tuyo, a Silvia Navarro classic. But Kim recently started a new semester of college. So she's focusing on school. So everyone sent her good vibes so that she kills the semester and she does amazing like we all know she can uh, but that means that she can do the podcast for the time being so i am going to be doing my first solo series uh, i'm actually really excited i think it's gonna be working out really great and it gives me a lot of opportunity for you all to send me voice memos or send me comments uh, about the telenovelas so that i can include them in my episodes so Without further ado, as you probably already know from the title of this episode, the telenovela that I'm going to be doing is La Usurpadora. I love this telenovela. This telenovela, I think, and I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was the first telenovela I ever watched. It aired in 1998, and I have memories of this telenovela. Like, I have memories of Gabriela Spanik as Paola Bracho. I have memories of Paulina. I have memories of Fernando Colunga as Carlos Daniel Bracho. So, I think it may have been my first telenovela when I was like two, two years old, two to three years old. So, I'm really excited to be covering it. It's so good. I just... Watching it for the podcast, I'm hooked and I can't wait to finish watching it and to watch it together with you all. So as this tradition, whenever we start a new telenovela, the way I'm going to be breaking down this episode is first giving you a little background on La Usurpadora, the telenovela, telling you who the stars are, giving you all some fun little fun facts, and also talking about La Entrada, and then finally getting into the plot. So for this episode, I'm only going to be talking about the first episode of La Usurpadora. One thing that I really enjoyed about this telenovela watching it is that it wastes zero time into throwing you into this world and giving you the plot. So a lot happens just in the first episode. And yeah, so for this episode, we're only going to be talking about the first episode And then next week, my plan is to watch up until episode 20. So if you all want to watch it with me, I am watching it on Univision now. And there is a subscription. It's $10.99 a month. So you all can watch it with me. I'm not sure if it's on YouTube. But uh, if it is, then you can watch it there too. And you can watch it with me as I go. And then send me your comments. Send me voice memos or whatever. Or just let me know what you think. So yeah. So without further ado... Let's get started. So, La Usurpadora is a 1998 production of Televisa, and it was produced by Salvador Mejia. He is a legendary Mexican telenovela producer. Some of the popular telenovelas that he's produced include 
María Mercedes, Abrázame muy fuerte, La Madrastra, Fuego en la Sangre, Corazón Salvaje, Triunfo del Amor, La Tempestad. This man, he has done a bunch of telenovelas and they're all amazing. And I, you know, some of the most classic telenovelas from Mexico he has done. And this story is based off of a Venezuelan telenovela that originally was produced in 1971. So it is a remake, and the story of La Usurpadora has been adapted a number of times. Most recently, it was adapted in 2019 by Las Estrellas' is Fabrica de Sueño. Uh, I don't think I've talked about it, but Fabrica de Sueños is Televisa slash Las Estrellas' remake. Factory. I don't. I don't know how to describe it, but essentially, what they're doing is they're taking classic telenovelas like Cuna de Lobos, Rubí, and La Usurpadora, among others, and they remake them. And these remakes are only like 25 episodes long, so they're super shortened, and they modernize these classic stories. So they did. So they did a remake of La Usurpadora, starring Sandra Echeverria as La Usurpadora and slash Paola, Paola character, except in this version, she's not just some random rich lady. She is the first lady of Mexico. So interesting premise. I haven't watched it, but it is on my watch list just because it is so short and only 25 episodes. Going back to the 1998 Usurpadora, which is the one that we're going to be talking about, this telenovela is one of the most popular Mexican telenovelas of all time. It has been exported to over 125 countries, which is ridiculous. And it dominated ratings at the time of its airing. And even to today, it continues to be a very popular telenovela. I see it all the time on TikTok and everywhere. And um, and yeah, it, it just has that staying power. And also... The character of Paola Bracho is one of the one of the funnest. I, I think that's not a word. I'm like a thousand percent sure that's not a word. But she's such a fun character and a fun villain, and has has a bunch of iconic phrases and mannerisms uh, that you know makes her really popular for today's internet age. This telenovela stars. Fernando Colunga, which I mentioned in last week's episode, my favorite telenovela actor. And it also stars Gabby Spanik. Gabby Spanik plays a dual character of Paola Bracho and Paulina. Paola is an evil twin, and then Paulina is the good one that's going to take the place of Paola. So, yeah, so those are our main... So Fernando Colunga and Gabby Spanik play our protagonists. They're amazing. It was the first telenovela they did together. They also ended up doing years later Soy Tu Dueña Together, where Fernando Colunga was um, was a protagonist and Gaby Spanik played the villain who was trying to get at him the entire telenovela. Um, also a great telenovela if y'all want to watch that. But yeah, those are our protagonists. There's an extensive cast, but I'm not going to go too much into that because I think that our stars really are Fernando Colunga and Gabby Spanik. And yeah, now moving on to the intro, the entrada. Y'all know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I love my entradas. I love, love, love them. I love the theme songs they choose, and I love seeing what they choose to do with the entradas. So this entrada really is pretty extensive. It does not disappoint. 
And the theme song is called La Usurpadora, and it's sung by the band Pandora. And the entrada really lays out the plot of the telenovela and also some key moments and key stuff that we as the audience can expect is going to happen. So we have this beautiful ocean setting that opens up, and the song starts with Un Día Llegaré con un Disfraz. That translates to One Day I'll Arrive in a Disguise. And the song is essentially Paulina's story, which is one day she's going to arrive and she's going to be wearing wearing a costume where she'll look like someone, but she's not going to be that someone. And she's going to, you know, fall in love with that life. And she's going to want that to be her life. But in the end, she'll never get it because she's only la usurpadora, which in English, la usurpadora translates to the usurper. So, you know, not not the original, but someone who's there to uh, to take the place. It's pretty negative connotation word. And so the song is all about that. And as that song plays, we see these scenes of the twins. We see Paola, like, you know, what drives her to make the decision to have Paulina take her place. And we see Paulina slowly winning over the entire family and everyone loving her. And then we see Paola returning with the police and accusing her of being an imposter and having her arrested as these two little kids like look out the window, you know, being like, mom, like, where is she going? And Paola, the evil twin, standing over them all triumphantly. So it's iconic. Uh, I will link the intro in the show notes if you all want to watch it for yourselves. But that's all I have to say about the intro. It's really good. Y'all really should see it for yourselves. So I will link that up. And now let's move on to the plot of the first episode. I'm so excited. Like I said, this telenovela wastes no time. So in the beginning, we open up to Cancun. So we are in Cancun. Uh, in this, we, we see... We see the ocean, we see the beach, which is where our character of Paulina lives. Paulina, as I mentioned, played by Gabby Spanik. So the telenovela opens up with Paulina and she's getting ready to go to work. She works at this fancy club and she's the only one that works because her mom is very sickly and is dying. So Paulina uses all the money she makes at this club to buy the medicines for her mom. And she knows that the medicines aren't going to cure her but it's basically going to ease up the pain until her mom does die. And it's really sad. And the actress who plays Paulina's mom is so good at dying. I don't know how else to say it, but she's constantly coughing. She looks like she's in pain and she just looks sick. So shout out to her as an actor. So then we see Paulina go off to work and she has this boyfriend. And this boyfriend is named Osvaldo. And... Paulina loves him and Osvaldo says he loves her too. We learn in the in the first opening, in the opening conversation that Paulina has with her mom, that her mom doesn't like her boyfriend, but she's like, if that's a person you've chosen to make you happy, you know, that's going to make me happy. So there's not really much I can say. So as I mentioned, Paulina knows that her mom is going to die. And she really wants Osvaldo and her to get married because she wants her mom 
to be sure that Paulina is going to be okay because she's going to be with someone. So she mentions to Osvaldo, like, can we get married? Because I want my mom to see us married before she dies. And right away, we know that Osvaldo is hiding something because he's just like, oh, yeah, like, sure, of course. Yeah, we can get married. But his face is completely ashamed. He looks away from her and we know he's hiding something. So then Paulina's like, okay, we'll talk about it once I'm off work. Will you take me to work today? And he's like, no, I have some stuff I have to do, so I'll just see you there later. So then Paulina says goodbye, and she gets on the bus to go to the fancy club where she works. And then we see Osvaldo walking, and he goes to the store where he uses a phone to call Mexico, La Ciudad de Mexico. And we see him talking to a woman, and he tells the woman, Oh, don't worry. I'm going to be there tomorrow. Don't worry, my love. I'll be there tomorrow and we're never going to leave. So the secret that Osvaldo has is that he's cheating on Paulina and that he also is planning on leaving Paulina. So it's very clear that Paulina is the other woman in this situation and this scenario and that he's really like his his main girl is the girl that's in Mexico waiting for him so already osvaldo douchebag we do not like him he can he can leave he can go so then we see paulina go to work that day and we see the club that she works at and it's a really fancy club where all these rich people hang out and one of these rich people is paola bracho played by also gabby spanik So Paola Bracho is this really, really rich and wealthy woman who is married to Fernando Colunga, Carlos Daniel Bracho. And she's over here partying in Cancun with her lover, uh, who she, you know, she's having an affair with this guy and they're traveling together in Cancun while she tells Carlos Daniel that she's actually in Houston because she's getting all these checkups done because she has health issues. So she's lying to her husband and she's really just partying it up with her lover. So then as Paulina is partying it up at this club with her lover, she drinks a little too much and she goes to the bathroom. And in the bathroom, she meets Paulina. Paulina's job is basically to be the helper for the rich people in the bathroom. And Paulina is just like, oh, senora, like, what do you need? And Paola immediately looks at her and is like, oh my goodness, you look exactly like me. Like, there's, I look at you and I see myself. And Paulina's like, oh no, like, how can you say that, ma'am? I'm just a lowly poor woman who looks nothing like you. Look at you. You have all these fancy clothes and this great makeup. There's no way I look like you. And Paola's like, I know what I'm talking about. You look just like me. So much so that the Bracho family would not think twice if you showed up in my place. And then we flash forward or we flash to the Bracho household. And in the Bracho household live Carlos Daniel Bracho, Fernando Colunga. He's a husband of Paola, loves her dearly. And he has these two young kids, Carlitos And I think Lisette is the name of the little girl. They really don't mention her in the first episode. And we see her for like a split second. But I think the little girl's name is Lisette. And these two these two kids are his children from a previous marriage before Paola. But his wife died. 
and now Paola is his new wife. And also in the Bracho home live Estefania, who's Carlos Daniel's sister, a very religious and uptight woman who hates Paola. And she's super strict. And originally when she first appeared on screen, like she's wearing all black, long sleeve, long dress. And I thought she was a nun or a nun in training, but no, she's actually married. And she's married to this guy who she implies has an affair with Paola. So already like the 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 dynamic of this household is already all complicated and a mess because of Paola. So as I mentioned, Estefania hates Paola and, and she's always telling Carlos Daniel, you need to leave her. I hate her. She's horrible to you and she causes all these problems. And Carlos Daniel is like, no, you just hate her because she's happy and full of life while you're miserable, which hits her. That hits her. It makes her think things. And rounding up the Bracho household is also La Abuela Piedad. Uh, she's the matriarch, an elderly woman who's the grandmother of the children. And she has an alcohol problem where she is alcohol dependent. And it's implied that Paola feeds into the addiction and is always giving her, uh, is always giving her cognac. I don't know how to say that word. Cognac? That's how they say it in Spanish. Cognac. Um, so she's always giving her alcohol even though she's not supposed to. So the abuela, because she's an addict, she's always like, Paola is the only one who loves me. Uh, but really, everyone else is just trying to protect her and make sure that she's not drinking because it's making her sick. And so that is the Bracho household. So then we go back to Cancun, where Paulina and Paola are. And Paola immediately, when she sees Paulina, a plan starts forming in her head. As I mentioned, she is in Cancun partying it up with her lover while she's telling everyone else that she's actually in Houston getting these medical exams. So she really wants to be away from her family. And as she calls it, she wants to go on vacation. So immediately she's like, there's this woman who looks exactly like me. I want her to take my place back home so that that way I can travel around and party it up for a year. So she kind of mentions this to Paulina and she's like, no, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, no, there's no way anyone would ever believe that I was you. And so they leave it at that. But Paola's mind is already turning and she knows that she's going to try and she's going to get her way. She has a she has this line of dialogue where she's basically like surmising her plan and being like, yes, I'm a genius and I'm going to make this happen. And my double is going to make sure that my plan goes perfectly. So she's not giving up. So then that night she shows up to the club and she shows up early and her, her, um, her lover is like, why are we at the club so early? There's no one here. And she's like, no, it's perfect. So then she's wearing this headpiece that covers most of her hair because, oh, one thing y'all should know, one key difference in this telenovela between Paola and Paulina is that Paola's hair is a lot shorter and it's like this really cute bob, whereas Paulina's hair is a little bit longer into the shoulders. So Paola wears this headpiece to go to the club and she goes in and she's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So when she goes to the bathroom, 
where Paulina's working. And she's like, hello, Paulina. And Paulina's like, oh, hola, señora. Like, hello. And then Paula's like, you're going to change into my outfit right now. And you're going to go to the person I'm with and pretend to be me. And Paulina's like, no, I can't do that. But then we see because Paola is a client and Paulina's job is basically to cater to the clients. And so Paulina ends up in a chair wearing Paola's outfit and we see Paola place a headpiece on her, which completes the look. And then Paola looks at her and and laughs and is like, yes, I knew it. You look exactly like me. There's no way anyone will ever tell the difference. And then at that moment, uh, another employee enters the bathroom looking for Paulina. And Paola tells Paulina, oh, this is a perfect test. Go out there to your coworker and pretend to be me. And so Paulina does that. She goes out there. And the employee immediately looks at her and puts her head down, avoids eye contact, and is like, Hola, Senora Paola, have you seen Paulina? And she just doesn't say anything. She stays quiet because she can't, she can't summon up any words because she's so nervous. And then, uh, the employee eventually leaves to look for Paulina. And as soon as she leaves, Paola comes out and laughs and is like, Yes, I knew it. It worked. And Paulina's like, oh my god, I was so nervous. Like, no, I don't want to do this. And then that's when Paola tells her, you know, I want you to go back home and take my place for a year. That way I can travel and name your price. I'll pay you anything you want if you pretend to be me for a year. And Paulina's like, no, I'm not going to do that. So she rejects her. But Paola gives her her business card and is basically like, if you change your mind, let me know. So while this is all happening between Paola and Paulina, we see that at home, Paulina's mom is getting worse and worse and worse. Also, fun fact, Paulina's mom's name is Paola, which is so similar. So we have a Paulina, Paola, and Paula, which try saying that three times really fast. So then Paulina's mom, Paola, she's she's getting worse and she tells her neighbor, uh, I can't die. I can't die without telling Paulina the truth. So now we know that the mom is hiding something and there's some big truth that she has to tell her daughter before she dies. I haven't, like I said, I watched this telenovela when I was very, very, very young, but I'm 90% sure, and I could be wrong, that Paulina and Paula are sisters, but I don't know why they were separated at birth. That's the part I don't know. But that's obviously like the big secret that the mom is hiding and that she wants Paulina to know before she dies. So then Paulina goes home and when she goes home, her neighbor flags her and is like, your mom is getting sick. She's getting worse. Like you need to go get a doctor. So then Paulina gets a doctor and the doctor goes and tells her, yeah, your mom is going to die. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, all you can do is take the pain away. And for that, you have to buy these medicines. And then so he gives Paulina this paper and it's all the medicines that she needs to get for her mom. And Paulina's like, are these expensive? And the doctor's like, yeah, they're expensive. And so then Paulina starts crying and she's like, I can't afford this. Like there's no way I can afford this. And I can't even afford to pay you for your visit. 
And then the neighbor's like, oh, don't worry, Paulina. Like, I talked to the doctor. He's not going to charge you. And the doctor's like, yeah, I'm not going to charge you, but I'm also, like, just as poor as you are, so I can't help you with the medicine. You're just going to have to figure out how to get that money. So then Paulina's like, okay. So then, not okay. She's, like, crying, and she's distraught throughout this whole thing. But then she decides to go to El Club to work early that morning so that she can go ask for money so then she goes to her boss and is like hey like i really i really really need money for my mom can you give me um, an advance of my salary and and her boss is like no you keep asking for advance every single time and it's always because of your mom because your mom this and your mom that and he's really insensitive about the whole thing and then we find out that this isn't the first time she asked for an advance. Uh, Paulina's mom has been sick for a long time. So Paulina's constantly asking for advances in her salary. So much so that by the time she actually gets paid, she gets paid very little. And so he tells her no. to Just wait. And is like, you're going to get paid on Friday. Your mom is not going to die in a couple of days. And she's like, no, my mom is going to die. But the whole point is to get her medicine so that she doesn't suffer. And he looks at her and you can tell that those words kind of get to him a little bit. But he still doesn't let her borrow the money. So then Paulina leaves and she opens her purse. And in her purse is the business card that Paola gave her. And she decides to call her. And we see Paola. She's waking up from her little, um, from her big night out so she's not even awake at that time so paulina's call wakes her up and she's all groggy and she's like what what do you want and then paulina is like hello it's your double i want to talk to you and paula immediately smiles because she's like okay i got her she's gonna agree to become my double and so they meet and the episode ends with paula and paulina meeting up again and paula saying so you've decided you're going to take my place. And then that's it. That's how the episode ends. So as I said, this episode wastes no time. Within the first five minutes, Paola and Paulina have met and they know that they look alike. And Paola, within those five minutes, decides that her, that this lookalike is going to take her place. I keep wanting to call them sisters, but that hasn't been confirmed yet, so I'm just going to call them not sisters. But yeah, so, so within the first five minutes, we know Paola is unhappy in her marriage and wants to leave her husband and her family for a set period of time so that she can run off with her many, many lovers. And... She wants to eventually come back. Like, she doesn't want to leave her husband fully because if she did, then why not just get a divorce? She's trying to basically live a double life, and that's where Paulina's going to come into play because she's going to have, because she's going to allow Paola to have everything she wants. And then we have Paulina with a sick mom and a cheating boyfriend who she doesn't, she still doesn't know that her boyfriend is cheating on her. But she has her sick mom, and that's her incentive to want to do something, do anything that's going to give her enough money to make sure that her mom isn't suffering. And so we get the dynamics. The first episode is so much fun because just within that, like we, we get so many fun Paola moments. We get this really funny scene 
where she calls Carlos Daniel and is like, oh, yes, oh, I'm so sad. I'm over here in Houston and I haven't even finished the amount of studies I have to do and I can't wait to be home. And he's just so infatuated by Paola. He doesn't question anything. And he's just like, I can't wait to have you home. You know that this house is a nightmare without you. And we can't wait to see you. And Paola's just, oh, I love, I love, love, love the character of Paola Bracho. If you haven't seen this telenovela, um, but you've listened to this podcast and listened to my coverage of Ruby and Teresa, Paola Bracho walked so that Ruby and Teresa could run. She's like the blueprint, I think, of like iconic villain women who use their beauty for their advantage. Uh, and I just love that. And I love that. And honestly, like this telenovela, just watching the first episode was so much fun. The fashion also is so good because, you know, the 90s are back in. So all the outfits that both Paola and Paulina wear are so cute and stuff that I would definitely wear today uh and yeah it's just so much fun i don't I, i feel like i'm so excited for this so that is it for this episode i'm going to be watching up until episode 20 oh actually 20 is a little lot a little lot oh that doesn't make any sense actually 20 mm, okay so for next week's episode i'm going to try to get to episode 15 i originally was like 20 but that might be too much So for next week's episode, we're going to try to get to episode 15 of La Usurpadora. There's only like 92 episodes, so it's a pretty short telenovela. And if you want to watch it with me, it is available on Univision Now. Go watch it and send me your questions, comments, or voice memos so that I can feature them on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I can't wait. I'm honestly so excited to be rewatching La Usurpadora with you all. And with that, I will see you again next week. Bye, everyone.